0: All right, you ready? It is 92 proof. Wee, Rick. And then three, two. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Team Morale Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, and joining me as always from across the Metroplex, it's Mitch.
1: Hey, what's up, everyone? Yeah, I am in Dallas today. So I am right on a main freeway. So I apologize if there's any external sound that gets into the podcast today.
0: Yeah, I mean, we are, this is our first podcast over Zoom. We are trying it out because, uh, We're going to be in different states for the holidays, so we got to, you know, keep podcasts coming, keep pumping out podcasts, but we got to figure out a way to do it, not sitting right next to each other.
1: Yeah, exactly, especially since the start of the season is going to be going on while we're going to be at our respective homes across the country from, I guess not across the country, right next to each other, (laughs) but we will not be in the same room for the next couple of weeks.
0: Yep. I am heading back home to uh, Southern California, and Mitch is heading back up to Portland for the Holiday season, so uh, we will be uh, we'll be back there for uh, the next couple of weeks. So we'll uh, have to be doing podcasts over Zoom. So this is number one. Just bear with us as we figure it out. There might be a couple of glitches, a couple of uh, technical things that we'll we'll get better at as we go. I mean, me and him both work in uh, television, so if anyone can figure it out, it's probably us.
1: Yeah, hopefully we can figure this out. Or I guess we're not very good at our jobs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we got a lot to get to today. Big moves being made. Giannis breaking every Mavs fan's heart. uh, What was this? Yesterday. And um, just a lot happening. I mean, Westbrook got traded. We haven't talked that yet. Harding could be on the move. Just a lot of things gearing up before the season kicks off.
1: We got a lot of stuff to talk about. But Before we talk about that, I would like to talk about my drink of the day. Larceny. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It's a small batch.
0: We both both got our bottles. Yeah, we both have a bottle respectively. So we are still drinking together just a little differently this time.
1: Yeah. And like uh, the trend with a lot of these other like Kentucky bourbons, it's very, very old. It's established in 1870. And actually, like, because it has this name, Larceny has a pretty fun backstory that all goes back to this dude named John E. Fitzgerald. And I guess he used to be, what was it? Uh, a U.S. Treasury agent who had access to the rickhouses where bourbon barrels were stored and aged. And by the way, they have the entire story of this on the Larceny Bourbon website, and it's laid out in a really cool way. You should go check it out. Uh, Anyways, his position gave him keys to the rickhouses where all the bourbon was stored, and he would go in and he would take jugs of it for himself to drink and also to sell. And I guess because of the uh cases were lighter they became exceptionally smooth and so then they started calling these the john e fitzgerald cases and now larceny has a little shout out to uh johnny fitzgerald right there at the top of the bottle and they also have a whole johnny fitzgerald bourbon just by itself but it was uh uh even uh pappy van winkle when he went and later bought this brand he kept the name instead of usually naming it under the other pappy van winkle like bourbons
0: that is quite the backstory for uh, a bourbon to have. Just a lot of thievery, a lot of uh, just a lot of cool things going on. The bottle looks pretty dope. Uh, it's got like like a little keyhole on it. And it's just like a, it's a clean looking bottle. It tastes pretty smooth. Like it goes down relatively easy for a 92 proof whiskey. I am only having uh, three ice cubes in my glass right now.
1: Oh, look at you. You're graduating. We're getting better.
0: I had two ice cubes
1: and it's kind of already gone into the whiskey, but so far, so, so good. It's 92 proof. And uh, later on, we'll talk about how it tastes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But before we do that, let's get into the big headline of the week and maybe the year altered team altering league altering decision that Giannis Antetokounmpo Signed a, his Supermax with the Milwaukee Bucks, a five-year Supermax deal worth $228.2 million. The biggest contract in NBA history. Jump change. Chump change. Chump <laughs> change.
1: That's the loose change I find in my, uh, my car is that. Now, he is going to be making a lot of money. So just to break this down, It's five years. The first year is going to be $39.3 million in 2021-2022 season. It goes up a little bit each year to 42.5, 45.5, then 48, and then 51.9 million on the last year, which will be 2025, the 2026 season, to which also has a player option on that last year.
0: So he could leave if he wants, or he can opt into that last year of his contract. I mean, just ripping the hearts out of a lot of – uh. Like hopeful fans out there, just hoping that Mm -hmm. they could one day sign Giannis, me being one of them, and just ripping my heart out, ripping a lot of hearts out. It's a sad day in Mavsville.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're a team kind of like the Mavs or, say, you're the Raptors or the Heat, that kind of had the thought, okay, we're going to go after Giannis come free agency, this is a bit of a blow to you because a lot of teams were prepping for this next free agency. It does have a lot of other really good guys that are going to be in it, but they just lost the the key free agent of the next class.
0: Yeah. And it was super good for Milwaukee to lock him up before he could even meet with other teams. Like, you know, he didn't, other teams didn't even have a chance to meet with him or to do anything. Milwaukee locks him up on that super max deal before he even is eligible to be a free agent.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and if you're Milwaukee or a Milwaukee fan GM, if anybody included in Milwaukee is just jumping for joy today. I mean, your entire franchise just lived another five years because let's be honest, if you honest, decided to leave, they were absolutely screwed. Now you got him locked up. You got Middleton locked up for another four years. And now you just picked up Drew Holiday. It is looking like you're going to be a title contender at least for the next four
0: years. Yeah. I mean, Milwaukee is my favorite, like young team out there, which is funny because they're not young, but Their whole team is so Giannis dependent that you can consider them a young team because he's a young guy.
1: Yeah. He's only 25, 26 years old still. So if you think about it, this six year deal is only going until he's around the 31 age and he's going to get another super max at that point. I'm willing
0: to bet. Oh, absolutely. Or he'll be, or he'll be getting a max somewhere. If he decides to leave uh, Milwaukee, he'll be getting a max wherever he goes. I will say this, um, this deal has a 15% trade kicker, which is interesting. Yes,
1: and so I believe that the trade kicker is pretty much an incentive for the Milwaukee Bucks. If they, was, if they were to trade him, the, uh, the team that's trading for Giannis would have to pay an extra 15% just to get him. So not only does is Giannis locked in guaranteed with the Milwaukee Bucks, he also is going to be very hard to trade, which is another good thing for the Bucks.
0: Yeah, no, it it makes him almost impossible to trade for just because with the cap situation going forward, with the way that COVID has ravaged the fact that the cap is not going to grow, like you're not going to be able to pay a super max plus 15% anytime soon.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I think that we are, should expect to see Giannis in a Bucks jersey, at least for the foreseeable future, if not for his entire career at this point, I would, that would be my guess is that he sticks around.
0: Yeah, and he's he's mentioned multiple times that he really like values and looks up to people like Dirk, like Kobe, like Tim Duncan, who spent their whole careers with one team. And he's said multiple times that he he really likes the idea of that and wanted to be that guy. It was just, you know, all of uh, the media and all the uh, hopeful fans out there were hoping he was joking.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so now you're sitting there in your Milwaukee. You don't even have to sweat anymore. Those five draft picks that you traded for Drew Holiday must've been enough to convince Giannis to stay, which I find fairly amazing that Giannis did decide to sign this super max extension instead of going into free agency and seeing what the market was going to be for him and who he could have ended up on shows a lot of loyalty by Giannis. And uh, yeah, I just, I keep going back to how excited I'd be. If I am a Bucks fan, you're a small market team. You typically don't have these types of guys come along ever If not, I mean, ever, if not like very, very rare. And so you are now a team that gets to compete for the championship for the next several years. I'd be willing to bet that they do not get knocked out of the second round every single year of this max max
0: contract. I mean, I think this max contract keeps them in title contention for the foreseeable future. They are going to be, if not the best team in the East, one of the best teams in the East, barring an injury for this entire max contract.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so obviously this is a huge win for Milwaukee. It is a big loss for the other team. So tell me, Ethan, coming from like a Mavs perspective, how does this affect what you think you guys did in the off season?
0: It it hurts because I mean all, at least from the Mavs perspective. And I know that um, a couple of the other teams that we mentioned, the heat and the Raptors kind of did similar things where we are whole, like idea our whole philosophy this offseason was let's get as much cap space as we can for this upcoming free agency so we could offer Giannis as much money as we could and if he required us to get another player we could do that and now it doesn't suck but it definitely like because there are other good free agents out there but it definitely makes me think like I think the the Mavericks are now instead of being like questionable at the deadline like might you know look to be able to offload some more long-term deals to get more cap space I think the Mavs are going to be buyers at the deadline especially now that they know Giannis is off the market they're going to be like well who's the best player that we can trade for that we know isn't going to because if anything if the Mavs know anything about free agency nothing's guaranteed because Mavs swing and strike out a lot so I can see the Mavs being buyers at the deadline as I can see the Heat and the Raptors kind of doing the same thing now.
1: Yeah, exactly, and just to go over some of the other free agents that are going to be in that class, like, there's still, Kawhi could opt out of his player option this year, and he could go be in this class. There's Mike Conley, Kyle Lowry, DeRozan, Drew Holiday, Andre Drummond, Rudy Gobert, Victor Oladipo, uh, Dennis Schroeder, Fournier. Like, there is definitely some good, good guys, but easily Giannis was going to be the crown jewel, and I don't know if this free agent market is valued at the same level as what it was Yesterday, because it was talked about as being like one of the best free agent markets that we're going to see in a long time, and now it's starting to look like, eh, I don't know, so-so.
0: Yeah, I mean, it this this free agency class 2021 almost seemed like legendary. Like it was talked about the past three years as being like everyone's just gearing up for that because it's going to be a crazy free, free-for-all, and everyone's going to be trying to you know make sure they have cap space to sign some of these big guys. But I mean, with Paul George getting the max with you know, um, Giannis getting the max with Kawhi Leonard still being able to opt in, like it's it's a little bit more scary for teams like the Mavericks, like the Heat, who are like looking to go all in this year. And you know, really, like as a Mavs fan, we were trying to take advantage of the fact that Luca's on his rookie deal and he's cheap. So we need to get somebody under contract that we can pay a lot to to take advantage of the fact that Luca is not getting you know what he will get when he's a free agent, which is a max. So, you know, it, the, the guys like the Oladipos, the Go Bears, the Fournier's, the DeRozan, like they're, good, Drummond. they're Drummonds. Yes, exactly. They're not, they're not bad players. They're good players, but they're not franchise altering players like the Giannis, the Paul George and the Kawhi are.
1: Yeah. There's no longer, I don't think any number one guys that you bring into your team, but there are several number two or three guys that can push you into that championship caliber team. But I don't think those are anyone now that you bring onto a team and you turn into a title contender.
0: Absolutely. I mean, barring Kawhi, Kawhi is still an, an assassin. and can do anything he wants. But in my mind, if Paul George was opting in and having that, you know, max contract, I, I don't think he would do that if he knew Kawhi was leaving.
1: Yeah. No, I uh, I totally agree. Paul George now probably would have been the crown jewel outside of Kawhi, barring what his decision is going to be for next season, if he takes that player option or not. Uh, Paul George totally would have been the best player in this class right there next to uh, Drummond and Gobert, I think. so, But he's locked in. He wanted to stay in L.A., so he gets to chill out there for a little bit longer too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like I said earlier, I, I think that Giannis – Signing this Supermax turns a lot more teams into buyers at the deadline this year. I think this deadline is going to be a little bit crazier. I think teams like the Mavs and like the, you know, teams like that are going to be much more into like chasing big contracts, chasing guys that like, like an Oladipo who, you know, might be a free agent this year, but like, let's get him for half a year. Let's see what we can do with him and, you know, see if we can work out an extension before he hits free agency, because I, I, everyone's going to be, it's going to be a bloodbath trying to get free agencies here. Cause everyone's going to be trying to get, you know, these middle tier guys and everyone's going to have cap space to do it. So it's your pitch is going to have to be really good because these players are going to have all the leverage.
1: Yeah. It's definitely going to be a player's free agency. That's for sure. And now that Giannis left there, it means there's even more money to be had in this free agency class. You know what I mean? Like Tim Hardaway Jr. I think is probably a 10 to 15 million dollar guy, but he might get that 15 to 20 mil from somebody now that there is more money to be spent. And teams are going to panic a little bit, just like they did in the one offseason where uh, the cap just boomed. Everyone panicked because there was money to go around all over the place. And you had teams like the Grizzlies offering Chandler Parsons a full Uh, max contract you had teams like the Blazers offering Evan Turner a 17 million dollar contract sometimes when teams have cap space they panic a little bit and feel like they have to spend on somebody and I feel like I could see that happening quite a bit in this next free agency class
0: yeah this is the year where you know Victor Oladipo could get a max and we all I think can agree Mm -hmm. as barring him really turning it around this next season he's not a max player DeMar DeRozan could get another max before he retires this year Rudy Gobert I mean He's a great player, a great defender, but is he worth a max contract? This offseason, he might get it. You know, there's a lot of questions about where all this money's gonna go because there's again with Giannis off the market, there's not really a true star that people could really throw a max at.
1: Yeah, exactly. So this is definitely turning to be a bit of a very interesting free agency class. And now that this Giannis domino has fell. I don't know exactly how much it's going to tie into the Harden trade market, but now teams that are looking for superstars are going to have to look for trade. And now you have guys like Harden who are out there that teams are going to be looking at.
0: Yeah. And, and before we get into the Harden situation, let's talk about another Rockets trade that happened a couple of weeks ago, which was Westbrook was sent to Washington for John Wall in a future uh, first round pick that was, very heavily protected it's a 2023 first round pick but it's heavily protected and then it's heavily protected the year after that and then the year after that and then eventually if they don't get it it'll become a couple of seconds but uh Harden or Harden losing his running mate Westbrook and bringing in a very similar type of player in John Wall.
1: Yeah. So uh just for specifics sake um, it is lottery protected in 2023 top 12 protected 2024, top 10 protected 2025, top eight protected 2026. And then it becomes two second rounders in 2027. If it, if they still are bad after all that time, it's <laughs>
0: <The NBA laughs> no. so confusing with all these protections on trades and players being moved, but then being moved again. And all these lottery picks, lottery protected. It, it makes it very confusing, but the, the moral of the story is Westbrook wall swapping teams for basically that's it.
1: Yes. And If I am the Wizards, I am absolutely ecstatic. I think that what Westbrook brings to my team is a certain culture that we didn't have with John Wall, and that is that he is one of the most intense guys in the league. He plays 150% effort on the floor every single night. He's a guy that he showed up early on the very first day that he could have been there. He's two hours early at the gym than everyone else. And that's the kind of thing that you can expect from Russell Westbrook. And not only that, but he gets to run this team, which is exactly what he wanted. It seems like a match made in heaven for me, which is going to lead straight to a six seed.
0: I mean, it it, it definitely definitely keeps them competitive, but it doesn't, in my opinion, put them over the top. Yes, you get a tone setter in Russell Westbrook, a guy who could go in there, take control of that locker room, which is a very young locker room. And being like, guys, this is how we do it. This is how you win. Get behind me and I'll lead you guys to where we need to be. He has a very good number two. And arguably you can say that Westbrook is the number two to um, what's the guard's name. Oh my God. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Thank you. Yes. Bradley Beal. Who's an absolute stud and can really, You know, grind and make this team good and has been, you know, a 30 point per game score. Now he gets some help with Russell Westbrook. They have two good defenders on the wings. They have some young talent in Ryu Hachimura. They have Thomas Bryant. So
1: they actually have a good little team put around their two stars now. So this team is obviously going to be the Westbrook and Beal show. I would expect both of them to average 25 plus. I would expect Westbrook to be right around that triple-double range, which he always is. But they just signed uh, Davis Bertans to his huge four-year, $60 million deal. And he is low-key one of the best shooters in the entire NBA, so he's going to fit really well next to them. You just got a lottery pick in Denny Abdia, who played really well last night in his first preseason game, actually. They still have guys like Thomas Bryant Who my guess is going to be their starting center? He has a really nice touch. He's a big body. He's pretty athletic. So he's going to be a pretty good guy. Then you still have Troy Brown Jr. and you still have Isaac Bonga. You got Rui Hachimura, who I think is probably going to be the other starter in that group. You got some solid vets and like Robin Lopez. Garrison Matthews had a really good year last year. Ish Smith, Mo Wagner. I'm just going through the teams like I think that this is, especially in the East, a really quality team and would not be surprised to see them kind of pop this year.
0: It's one of those teams that, in my opinion, isn't going to be a top five seed. Like in my, in my opinion, they're not breaking into that top five group, but it's one of those teams where you look at it and that matchup between whoever's in the top five is playing them. You're like, Ooh, I don't know if I'd be want to be playing the wizard in the first round of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, that would scare me. They are, I would say probably right there in that Toronto, Indiana group, which is, probably there at the bottom half of the uh, playoff bracket. But I do think that they are better than the Hawks now. I think that they have more versatility than like what the Hawks do. And so they're going to be in that same kind of group fighting for those last playoff spots.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you get, you get, you lose John wall, which is a bummer, but again, coming off an Achilles tear, you really don't know <laughs> who he's going to be, how much explosive he's going to have. It's just as a guy who relied so much on athleticism, it's kind of scary having John wall come back off an Achilles tear and you bring in a guy like Russell Westbrook who averaged 27 points a game, eight rebounds, seven assists, a steal and a half a game while shooting 47% from the field is respectable, but 25.8 from three is tough.
1: Yes, that is, that is going to be really rough. That's where I think guys like uh, Bertans and Beal are going to be great fits next to Westbrook where Westbrook can do his madman energizer bunny thing where he just like goes all over the place and then finds the open guy and Beal I think is really gonna love playing next to Westbrook
0: yeah absolutely I think that their play styles fit really well together where Westbrook can drive and kick Beal then can either pull up or then do a secondary drive after the defense is kind of taken off guard and those two can do a lot of creation together and then they can kick out to the, their shooters
1: yeah So they, the Wizards have all of a sudden become a really fun, interesting team and storyline to watch throughout this season. Because before that, honestly, I was a little tired of the John Wall Bradley Beal thing because I saw that going to an eight seed and losing in the first round and nothing more to where this team, at least I think has a little bit more explosion and more of an upside.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. And from the Rocket side of things, it's a very interesting trade as well because In my opinion, you take a gamble on a guy who, again, coming off an Achilles tear, you really don't know what he's going to look like.
1: Yeah. Uh, If I were to grade this for the Rockets, I would say that's that's a D minus. I won't give it a full on F, but I I don't love it. Outside of getting a first round pick from the Wizards, who it's probably going to be a mid first rounder at this point. John Wall is you're taking the risk on him. He tore his Achilles first time playing in two years. And now you're pretty much building a team around the old Kentucky Wildcats with him and DeMarcus cousins. And you're just hoping that it, it works out and that they can stay healthy and that there's enough spacing on the floor and that hearted likes what you did enough to come and play. And fingers crossed it works out, but I see John wall and Russell Westbrook fitting worse than uh or the uh I'm sorry I see John Wall fitting worse next to Harden than what Westbrook was
0: yeah I I I don't understand it the the Rockets have made a couple of moves this offseason where we left it left us all scratching our heads like what what are what are they doing because they get rid of Westbrook because Harden wanted him gone but they bring in a guy who kind of does the same thing kind of just does Mm -hmm. the exact same thing that Westbrook does very similar playing style a lot of energy a lot of just driving kick a little ball dominant so it it, it, i mean unless there was a personality problem i I don't know if that's an upgrade you trade a guy like Roko, who's a huge you know part of your team going forward a perfect fit next to harden for nothing you i mean it all signs are pointing to me to in my mind that they're going to get rid of harden it's just to who
1: yeah i feel the exact same way and we can talk all the hard and stuff uh, later, but he did come out yesterday and pretty much say like, well, I still don't like this team and I'd still like to be traded even though I am going to show up to camp. But regardless, yeah, I think that if you're, the Rockets have now put themselves in an interesting situation where you're locked up to, to John Wall for the next like three to four years and he is now your centerpiece and you hope that DeMarcus Cousins stays healthy and plays well and wants to stick next to him. Maybe that combo actually works and gets you playoff bursts but it seems to me like Harden's on the way out. I don't love that they didn't get any real assets outside of one middle first rounder in a 2023 draft. That could Now, that could end up being really valuable if the 2023 draft ends up being the double draft, where it's the first year that they allow 18-year-olds out of high school to join the draft, is what they're kind of saying 2023 maybe. And so if that happens, then this is a better asset. But still, I don't love what the Rockets did. Um, you, I think that they should have gone younger. I think that they should have tried to get more at, at, you know more assets for Westbrook outside of an aging superstar who we haven't seen in several years. So I, I still don't love it. And it makes me question the direction of the Rockets right now.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one where we're just not sure because everyone in the West, in my mind, got better this offseason, save the Thunder who just went full tank mode. Who are just like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna be bad and we know it. And then the Rockets. Like everyone else in my mind is like they're gonna be better than they were last year. So I don't see the Rockets making the playoffs. I don't, I mean, barring Harden just going off, but I mean, it doesn't seem like he's one that's gonna even be there, let alone you know, lead them to the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and I will say, as far as Western Conference goes, like, I don't think anyone else got worse, but there was a couple teams that like stayed the same, like Nuggets kind of stayed the same same lost a couple pieces but probably are going to grow a little bit with Jokic, murray and porter same with the jazz bet mitchell gets a little bit better they kind of stay the same but the rockets really are the only team that was like in contention that just got worse and they lost a whole they got a whole bunch of chemistry issues going on d'antoni wanted to leave daryl Morey wanted to leave everybody wants out of houston right now and i would be i'm very nervous for the rockets i don't see their future being as bright as what it once was two months ago
0: I feel I feel for my man, Silas, former Mavs assistant coach, just inherited a burning building. Jeff was like, hey, come on, mm-hmm. coach. You know, we've got a nice shiny new car in James Harden and another nice shiny new car in Russell Westbrook, but hold on, they don't have tires and their engines don't work. And one of the cars is actually not going to be here and the whole building's on fire. And yeah, but you're that coach now.
1: So they're operating like my car is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> The Rockets run about as well as my my car does. Yeah, I uh, the Rockets are now in a very interesting situation. You hope that they play well together and that John Wall kind of has a resurgence and a new passion for basketball and it just really works. Um, my guess is that it doesn't. They don't have a whole lot of young talent. They got a lot of old guys, guys that get injured a lot and like Eric Gordon type of guys. And... It's just that I think that I am starting to get to the point where I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. Even if Harden sticks around and does play a few games, I just think the chemistry is going to be all
0: over the place. I mean, it's a team that just is riddled with just question marks and chemistry issues and injury concerns. And is the fit there? Like, it's just, I, it's, a, it's a dumpster fire.
1: Yes. The Rockets are a walking dumpster fire right now.
0: So yeah, an absolute just problem, the whole thing. Not much more we can really say about it other than the fact that it's a problem. Something that we can say more about though. Larceny. Hey.
1: Yeah, dude. I love I love the look of the bottle, by the way. I don't know if you noticed, but I kind of, oh, look, you can see the key in the uh, keyhole. I haven't noticed that. But also like the actual oh. bottle itself looks like a keyhole.
0: Oh yeah, you, I, I don't know if you can, I don't know if we can get you to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And again, you can see the key so, inside the keyhole on the inside of it.
0: Now that we're doing Skype, we will have <laughs> videos on our, uh, our YouTube. So if you want to watch us, then yeah, watch us on YouTube. If you like listening, then stay on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever else we are. But, uh, and if you don't see our video on YouTube, that means something went wrong and issues <laughs> meant that we couldn't <laughs> get the video to work. But as of now, we may have
1: had technical problems. <laughs>
0: As of now, we will probably have video on our YouTube, which will be fun.
1: Yes. Yes. And on to the actual tasting of the larceny. I am a big fan. It's so like we said, it's 92 proof. So pretty high in alcohol content It's uh, got a very wheat heavy mash bill. And I think that after like, I only put two cubes in it, and I thought that it like when it first hits a tongue, it is super smooth. Not a lot of, not a lot of like sugary or like sweet taste. So you may not love it as much Ethan, but I really like it on the beginning. Get a little bit of burn on the back end though.
0: Yeah. I, I will say is smooth. The initial, um, initial taste when it first hits your tongue, it, it's pretty smooth. It kind of, and then you swallow it and you kind of feel it burning down the back end a little bit. I am a uh, not of ice cubes. So this glass, we were going no ice and, uh, I don't know if you can see it on my face, but I'm doing Ooh. fine. You look
1: nervous. You better you better hold still, man. Don't you can't cringe in front of the camera now.
0: <laughs> I'm smiling. It's fine. <laughs> Smile through it. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know the meme where like, <laughs> the kind of thing, like things on fire and it's like I'm fine. That's my case buds right now.
1: So yes, you, yeah, you panic a little bit when you lose the ice. Um, I do like it better with ice. I'll say I had a glass without ice and you get a lot more of the spice flavor and it's almost one of those that like, like makes your, your mouth like a little bit on the numb side. Like there's like a lot of spice in like the back of your throat sort of thing. And so like, I can still feel it on the uh, aftertaste, which I actually kind of like.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely something that you could drink in the cold and it would warm you right up. Not Not a lot to worry about mm-hmm. drinking it in the chill, and it's, <sighs> it's cold at where we are, so I mean it's nice as warming you right up, which is not a bad thing.
1: If you're going camping, you do not need a fire starter. Just bring some larceny with you and you'll be right warmed up.
0: Are you saying because the alcohol content's so high, you could just use it like gasoline and light it on fire, or is you saying it because it'll warm you up
1: i mean that that too. I was thinking it just gives you the warm fuzzies, but you could just light that shit yeah. on fire too.
0: <laughs> Not ever clear, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, I know some of you have, have asked. The Knicks Everclear podcast is coming. We will be doing more deep dives. I know we've been requested for a Suns one as well. We will be doing more deep dives. We are uh, going to get to them when we uh, when we have a little bit less to talk about about the actual NBA a little bit.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so I like the idea of going into the deep dives, giving each team their own episode to really like look at what's going on there. But since the Giannis stuff happened, we figured we might as well catch up.
0: It definitely changed the NBA. 180, some teams' plans. Another guy that will potentially change the NBA, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, James Harden. Let's talk, if there were trades that were going to happen, where would he go? What do we think is going to happen? Stuff like that.
1: Okay, so the main teams that have been tossed out there is the Philadelphia 76ers, is number one, because the top asset that the Rockets could get from anyone is Ben Simmons. And I just recently saw a rumor that the Rockets are asking for Ben Simmons and three first round picks from the Philadelphia 76ers. And if I'm the Sixers, I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole. You're still kind of evaluating as to what you actually have. You now just brought in Doc Rivers. You now just brought in Daryl Morey. You brought in Seth Curry, Danny Green. You think that, and you got rid of Al Horford, kind of like uncluttered the paint and like opened up the court a little bit. And so you actually want to see what these two young guys who were just very recently in a game seven in the Eastern conference finals that lost by one shot. Like this is still a really good basketball team. And now you want to see what they actually look together. I don't think that I would go near that trade yet.
0: I I would agree. I mean, There's so much questions about the 76ers that they need to figure out. Um, I don't like hate the fit of Ben Simmons on this Rockets team. I think it would be kind of interesting him and John Wall playing together. They're a little similar, but like, I think the fit would be kind of fun. Um, And the Rockets are asking for Ben Simmons because he's probably like the best young asset that is potentially being able to be traded. He's not the best young player, but he's probably the best young player that's like on the trade block.
1: Yes, exactly. Because you're not getting Tatum, you're not getting Jokic, you're not getting Kristaps, you're not getting Luca. Like you're not if, getting Donovan okay, Mitchell.
0: If we lose Luca, you will. You'll find me at the bottom of this larceny bottle. <laughs> <model>,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just drowning.
1: Uh, I, I one interesting team that I have heard talked about, which I don't think there's a chance in hell that the trade actually happens but is the Sacramento Kings because right now James Harden is like trying to be like, Oh, I want to go to this team. or I want to go to that team. Well, the fact of the matter is he has two years on his contract and no player option. So whoever he goes to, he's going to be playing for that team for two years. And if you're the Sacramento Kings, you're like, okay, we're going to trade all of our young guys. You can have Bagley. You can have Buddy Heal. You can have De'Aaron Fox and see what it looks like to have a James Harden on your team. And I could see it from the Sacramento Kings standpoint. It's like, we're not going anywhere right now. What if we just, overhauled all of our assets and went and traded for James Harden. And if you're the Rockets, you're like, heck yeah. Give me De'Aaron Fox. Give me Marvin Bagley. Give me Buddy Heald. Like that was a great young core.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, another team out there that's been tossed around is your, your Portland Trailblazers. The potential of a CJ McCollum, Yusuf Nurkic, a couple of picks, throwing a young guy, throwing a Gary Trent Jr. And you paired Dame up with uh, Harden. How do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about that. I feel very conflicted. We're never like in the discussion for these big traits. And so it like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I w- I'm, would be okay with getting rid of CJ. I would be okay with getting rid of a lot of our future firsts or like young assets that we have right now, but there's a lot of really solid guys that we have on our team right now. And we have really great chemistry. And so I'm nervous about the prospects of bringing a James Harden in who we know is a locker room problem. We know that he's going to want the ball a whole lot. And Dame is pretty cool with like letting other people take the reins. Like that's why CJ's had a couple of 50 point games in his careers. Cause when someone else is cooking, Dame is like, yeah, you go win the game for us. That's great. So I do think that if they could coexist, but it makes me a little bit nervous. And I know that their ceiling would be much higher and like they'd actually be in like true title contender uh, potential where right now they're not at that level, but I would be really, ah, I don't know, I don't know. I just, it it makes me nervous.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the fit would be perfect though. There is more strip clubs per capita in Portland than anywhere else. And if we know anything about Harden. The guy loves himself a strip club. So he'd be so happy. there.
1: (laughs) I I do think that the city of Portland uh, would be a place that really loved James Harden. I think James Harden would just totally buy into the whole strip club scene. Uh, But the thing is like Portland doesn't have like the club clubs that like a Houston has, like an LA has, but a lot of strip clubs for your boy to go get lost in.
0: Another team that has a lot of club clubs where Harden has been linked to is the Miami heat. And it's, I don't understand mm-hmm. where Tyler Harrow's like, I get he's a good player, but like, it's one of those things where like everyone's saying like, well, the deal's not getting done because the Heat don't want to give up Tyler Harrow. And it's like, well, if you get, if you get James Harden, hold on now.
1: Yeah. I think that it's pretty easy to say that Tyler Hero, his star potential is never going to reach MVP level. I think that Hero could be really, really good. I think he could be a number one option on a team. I think that he could be an all-star potentially someday, and he's, a, he's an athletic young kid that can shoot the ball, but he should not be the stopgap that is holding you from getting James Harden on your team.
0: I think in my mind, the stopgap is that James Harden doesn't work out at all. You can just see it. He's a little bit chonky, and Jimmy Butler is all about working out and just grinding nose to the grind, and I don't think those two would mesh well at all.
1: No, I really don't. Because, I mean, I think that Jimmy's perfectly fine having other guys take the shot. Like, I don't think that that's Jimmy's problem. But I think he does want guys that are going to work hard. Because Jimmy was the dude Jimmy was the dude that had to, like, work his butt off to get in, into the NBA. And then once he was in the NBA, he worked his butt off to be a starter. And once he was a starter, he worked his butt off to become one of the best defensive players in the league. And then worked his butt off to be one of the best offensive players in the league. And that is exactly what Jimmy Butler's entire, like – career has been revolved around where James Harden walked into an amazing team, went to the finals in one of his first couple of years, got traded, got max money and just became an MVP. And like, it kind of just all came together and he's just been coasting ever since. And so those two personalities may not be that great together.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't see the fit there, especially because the James Harden trade would have to be centered around in my mind, it have to be Bam, And I, I just think bam is too vital to that team to let go. I think Bam is the the thing that gets, uh, I don't stops that deal rather than Tyler Hero.
1: I don't think that Bam is going anywhere. Uh, I think that the deal would probably be a Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, Kelly Olenek, Andre Iguodala, and whatever picks that they may have deal, if it was to be a thing that actually came to fruition. And then if you're the Rockets, you sell your fans on the fact that Tyler Hero is the second coming.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's – I just – There's been links there. I don't see it working out there. Another place I don't really see it working out is Brooklyn. Just another interesting spot. Obviously that's where Harden wants to be, but I don't think they can make the trade work.
1: Yeah. Uh, Their best package is going to revolve around Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, and Spencer Dinwiddie and whatever first round picks they have. And so I just don't think that that's going to, I don't think that that's enough unless they trade those assets to another team and got like a Michael Porter Jr. To go to the Rockets, because I think the Rockets are looking for one true young star. And I don't know if Karis Levert or Jared Allen really fit into that like group.
0: Which is why the Ben Simmons trade in my mind makes the most sense because he is the one young star that is out there that I can look at and be like, okay, that guy's good enough to attract the the Rockets attention for Harden and like actually potential of being moved. Like obviously you trade Harden for Jason Tatum, but like they're not going to, the Celtics would never do that. Both sides, I can see this kind of working out eventually. And in the NBA, the, if there's smoke, there's fire. Like it's just one of those things that happens.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And so, and there is just pummels of smoke up in the air around James Harden right now. I am starting to get to the point where I don't think that they trade him before the season starts here and i mean they could here in the next couple days or next week or two i'm willing to bet that they hold on to him i don't think that he's actually going to play i think that he's going to hold out and i think that they're going to get to the trade deadline and see what the suitors are at that point say the blazers are not where they want to be they're more around the six five six seven seed then maybe they're like all right let's cut bait, let's turn in Nurk, let's turn in CJ, let's turn in Gary Trent, let's turn in first-round picks, and let's go get James Harden and put him next to Lillard and see if it works. Maybe it's the Nets, and they're willing to part with Kyrie at that point. Um, maybe it's the Heat, and they're willing to part with Bam at that point, and maybe your market's become a little bit bigger. But right now, uh, the Rockets hold little to no leverage in this Harden situation.
0: No, they got to wait until they uh... – a team comes calling being like, Hey, we need a guy like Harden and we need him soon. And then, and then the tables kind of yeah. flip in their favor.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: All right. Well, that's just kind of getting you guys a little updated. Um, Larceny whiskey here with us today. It was a fun one. Our first zoom podcast. Yes.
1: I think it went over great. I got my little setup here. I, I love it.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll first of many uh we'll get better as we go um but it will be fun to kind of have some video on our podcast so again hit us up on youtube if you want to kind of see what my room looks like i got a Dirk jersey right there and a fish tank right there
1: yeah you got the fish tank and to what I mitch's it, got room got it, looks like. stuffed duck over there yeah it's a, it's a nice living room. We got a little miller light side there it's nice it's a good time
0: but uh We'll be doing a lot more of these, especially throughout the holidays. Uh, very excited to uh, just knock out another podcast. Uh, Giannis making me real sad. That's what the name of this one's going to be.
1: <laughs> Giannis makes Ethan and other Mavs fans sad. Yeah. Well, I think has a nice ring to it.
0: <laughs> well, man, another one down. Happy to do another podcast. Hit us up on our socials. Hit us up on uh, our social media, our, U- our YouTube, anything that you uh, – you guys want to uh hit us up on we're on patreon now so look us up there if you want to uh support us on there we've been getting a lot of support from you guys we appreciate it and uh if you have any uh requests hit us up people have actually been starting to do that which has been kind of fun we will definitely get to them um, we are we're gonna get there when we get there we got the, we were actually planning on doing one of them today we're not gonna say which one but um we were definitely planning on doing one and then Giannis kind of changed all the plans
1: yeah, yeah, Giannis, uh, per the usual, changed everything in
0: the league. Well, another one down, Larceny uh, Bourbon here with us today. Uh, just a little update pod and uh, seeing where the Rockets end up. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Clink. <laughs>